Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. You're listening to Live Free Creative, an intentional podcast with practical tips for living your life on purpose. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and I believe in creativity, adventure, curiosity, and the magic of small moments. I hope that every time you listen, you feel empowered and free to live the life that you want. Hey friends, welcome back to Live Free Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and the audio is going to be a little funky for the beginning of this show, the intro and the outro, because rather than sitting in my posh recording studio in Richmond, Virginia, I'm recording sitting on the bed at the beach house in Nosara, Costa Rica, where I'm going to be spending the next few weeks with my family. It's a good thing that we made it here and my last week's segment all about life lately and how I expected our first few days in the country to go have been amazing. The days right before our adventure were a little different than I expected, which leads me to why I didn't have the time that I had planned to finish recording all of the episode intros and outros for the summer. Today's episode is going to be an encore from season three, episode 126, all about rhythms and rituals and routines. It's a great episode as we're gearing up. I know we're in midsummer, but most of us, a lot of us, I at least, am gearing up mentally for the transition back to school that's going to happen in a few weeks. For my kids, it's three and a half weeks from now that they'll go back to school. And the beginning of school always feels a little bit like the new year, where we're settling back into new rhythms and rituals and routines. I just spoke to a creative mentorship client today whose kids went back to school this week because she lives in Arizona. So wherever you are on that spectrum of sort of back to school season coming up, whether you're in the middle of it or or it's just on the horizon for you, I think that this Encore episode will be a great reminder of how to make small adjustments to your current season of life for maximum ease and benefit rather than having to throw out everything that's happening and start fresh. Sometimes I think we think that we want like a full new page, we want a blank slate, when what we really need is just little tweaks and small adjustments in what's going well so that it can go even better. Before I dive into the episode and pass you over to my previous self sharing all about these ideas, I wanted to give you a little update on life lately in real time as a follow-up to last week's episode and also just tell you the, the kind of wild story of us getting here to Costa Rica. Now, I don't want to jump too far back, but we did start talking about and planning for this trip years ago. Dave and I have loved the idea of doing sort of a cultural immersion in a Spanish-speaking country where we could bring our kids for multiple weeks and settle in to the community a little bit. We had started talking about it before COVID, and then, of course, It was not possible for the last few years. And as things have settled down with the global pandemic and Dave's job has been really flexible where he can work hybrid so he can do some days remote. And my job, of course, is fairly flexible. We decided this was our year. And having just spent an anniversary a couple years ago in Costa Rica reminded us how much we love it. I have this upcoming retreat that I am hosting a a couples retreat in Costa Rica in November. And it felt like the perfect time to come and do our family's month-long adventure. And also, I have the benefit of being able to tie up all the loose ends for the retreat that's happening in just a couple more months. 
long story short, we've known about it for a long time. And from about the beginning of the year-ish, I realized that we needed to renew the kids' passports. When you have kids under 16, their passports need to be renewed every five years. And all of our kids have had passports from the time they were babies. And the five years were up, like in March. And so we realized it was time and I kept putting it on my list and I recognized when I went to the passport website that there was this long wait time. And so we decided we needed to do them expedited. We finally got to the passport office in May, May, June, July. So we had like eight and a half weeks from the time that we submitted them with all of the expedited payments and overnight deliveries and mailing and everything. We like did everything as quickly as we could from the time we got to the post office and just crossed our fingers. You can't do anything more than that until you're just two weeks from travel. And so we kind of had to wait until we were just a couple weeks from travel. And when 14 days out, we still didn't have the kids' passports. Now, Dave's had been renewed at the same time and his came in the mail. So we were hopeful, but the kids hadn't come. We started calling the passport line to get an appointment. And we did that over and over again. There were no appointments anywhere in the country. It got a little bit closer. So now we're a week out and I started reaching out to our congressman and our senator. I reached out to a couple friends. I did kind of a call out on Instagram and there were stories all over the board of things that worked out and things that didn't work out. Living just two hours from one of the expedited centers, the actual like passport renewal centers, we decided that we were going to go spend a day trying to do our passport in person, even though we didn't have an appointment. So this is now two days before our flight. We drive up with all the kids. The other thing with kids is you have to have both parents and the kids all in person in order to renew their passports. Whether you're doing it by mail, everyone has to be at the post office before you mail it, or if you're doing it in person, you all have to be there together. All five of us drove up super early in the morning to Washington, D.C. and stood in the line outside of the passport office. And as soon as the doors opened, about an hour and a half after we got in line, the security guard told us that if we didn't have an appointment, we would not be able to enter the building. I asked him about possibilities of getting same-day appointments or standby line or, you know, any different way that we could do it because we were already there and we weren't the only people trying to get a same-day appointment. And he just reminded us that we needed to call the line. So Dave and I sat in a cafe on the corner, you know, bought the kids bagels, and we called the line repeatedly. I also called the congresswoman's office again as soon as it opened. I called the senator's office again. If this sounds like overkill, imagine planning a trip and paying for flights and booking a, a beach house and hotels and transportation and sort of doing everything along the lines. We, we applied for passports eight and a half weeks previously. We paid for all of the expedited things. Like we had done it kind of by the book and we still were just two days from leaving and didn't have passports in hand. So we were trying to just grasp for any sort of solution that we could have. And finally, around maybe 11.30 or 12 noon. So we've been at the passport office since 7 a.m., Around noon, I decided to go ask the security guard if they could just use their system to check the process of our passports. They were in process, and all I could see on the website was that they were in process. That was what it said. I figured because they were the National Passport Center that they would be able to look up to see what part of the process were they in. Were they two days from being printed and delivered? Or were, you know, had they, were they still on a pile on someone's desk? Like that's something I thought they may be able to help with. I think because we had been there for so long and we had been kind, I hadn't, you know, we hadn't been uh, pushy or rude or demanding. We had just asked for solutions and, and tried the different avenues that were available to us. He had took pity on me, had compassion for me and took our kids' passport locator numbers to the manager to look up where in the process they were. About 30 minutes later, he came back with the manager and told us that although they could not accept walk-ins for that day, they would give us an appointment for the following morning, which was about 24 hours before we were to leave. We gratefully accepted the appointment 
loaded the kids in the car, drove two hours home, finished packing and finalizing our house for the house sitters who were staying in our house while we're gone. They came later that afternoon and we gave them a tour of the house, introduced them to all of the animals, showed them the ropes of the garden, just got them all settled in. The next morning at the break of dawn with a fully loaded car and all of our kids, we drove back up to Washington DC, got in line at the passport office, went inside and spent a couple hours waiting for our number. They checked our documents, gave us a chance to roll over the money that we had paid for the original expedited documents into the new renewals, the same day renewals. They just charged a small fee for you know, administration, which we were more than happy to pay. We also had decided to bring cookies for the security guard and the manager and the person who helped us at the office. And everyone was really delighted by the thought. And it was, I, we were just so grateful that this was going to work out because there was a lot of time in there then that we weren't very sure. Once the lady behind the desk finished processing our passports, she gave us a time to come back to pick them up. So we left the office and went to the Renwick Gallery, which is just a couple blocks away, right off of the National Mall. We went and looked at the White House and bought some boba tea from a food truck and generally enjoyed a couple hours in the city and then went back and waited in line again for our passport books to pick them up. This is now three in the afternoon. Our flight leaves the next day. We are the last ones in the room. The room when we get there is full of people picking up passports and they're calling people's numbers. You know, every 45 seconds for an hour and a half, they're calling someone's number, someone's picking up their books and leaving. And we are the last people there to the point that someone behind a window tapped on the window and said, what are your names? And we said, we're Anderson. And they you know, shuffled around papers and I'm getting nervous, even though we think that everything's done, we're the only ones in there. Finally, they tell us they're printing right now, they're coming down. She calls us up about 4.15 and we get the, the kids' passports in hand. We, you know, sign for them and head out the door, just broad grins on our faces. We go have dinner and then go to the hotel. Our flights to Costa Rica are at two o'clock the next day. So we're thinking we're set, we're ready, we're going to go park our car at Dave's aunt's house nearby, um, the Dulles airport, and then we'll be ready to go. So we go to sleep feeling so grateful and so excited that we're ready for this trip that we've been planning for for years and really intensely planning for for months. At 1.45 a.m., my cell phone rings and I don't have it on ringtone. I have it on vibrate. I look at the number and I don't recognize it. And so I just turn it off and I'm sort of confused right after I turn it off. It rings again. And so I decide to answer it. And on the other end is the gate employee at the airport asking how close we are to the gate because the flight is about to take off. This is at 1:45 AM. And it dawns on me that the flight that we had been planning to go to at 2 p.m. was actually at 2 a.m. <laughs> I'm like chuckling slightly now, but it was so stressful and confusing and frustrating and sad at that moment. I told him we're nearby the airport, but we're not ready to go. And he said, we're closing the doors now you need to call the number to rebook your flight and I'm sorry. And he hangs up. So I jump out of bed, look on the, on the tickets, realize that it's 0200, 24 hour. And I just being an American and thinking in 12 hour time had assumed that it was 2 PM. And we'd looked at these tickets. I mean, we booked the tickets months ago. So we've looked at them a hundred times and it just never occurred to us that it was 2 a.m. We end up driving to the airport at two in the morning because I think the easiest way to rebook is going to be to talk to an agent. I'm having trouble with the website. I can't quite figure out you know, how to do what I need to do to transfer our tickets and keep our return flights. And it's just kind of a mess. So this is... <laughs> Imagine we've just gotten our passports after several days of really intense anxiety and stress and problem solving around getting our passports in hand. And we're 
relieved thinking that it's going to all be okay and were hit with this missed flight. I got to the gate, well, actually to like the baggage check-in people, and they tell me that they can't change our ticket, that we have to do it online. So I go online to do it, and the website is down. I end up calling customer service, and I'm on the phone with the customer service agent at Avianca Airlines. This is a, I think it's a Colombian airline that operates a lot down in Central and South America. And so we had these great direct flights from DC to San Jose, Costa Rica through Avianca. And I, I'm talking to the girl and she's so nice. And I don't know what the time was where she was, but it was like 2.45 AM where I was. I'm running on pure adrenaline and you know frustration. And she is able to rebook us for flights at 5.30 PM that have a connection in El Salvador. So we don't have the direct flight anymore, but actually this flight itinerary lines up a little bit better with our original plan, which was to leave DC at 2 p.m. She was miraculously able to do this for us without a change fee. We didn't pay anything additional for essentially booking a same day flight because we had missed the original flight and she kept our return itinerary, which is a direct flight from San Jose back to Dulles. All things considered, we came out relatively unscathed (laughs) financially and emotionally from all of the mess of the few days leading up to this trip. And the flight was fantastic. Actually, you know, it was wild. We got onto the flight at 5.30 p.m., And she had booked us into executive class. So Avianca is kind of a more budget airline. They don't have like a true first class, but she had booked us onto the very front row of of the airline where there were only two seats per side. And, you know, we had this big, huge armrest. And I'm looking at Dave thinking, this can't be right that we book this last minute flight change at two in the morning And she bumps us into executive class, which just was like additional balm for the soul on all of the craziness that we endured leading up to getting there. The layover in El Salvador went fine. The other thing that was kind of weird, I had read some reviews about Avianca and just in general, I think right now baggage is getting lost a lot. And I was a little nervous to have our luggage that we were packing for a month abroad. I mean, we, we were still only packing about a week's worth of clothes a piece, but I had all of these extras that we would need for staying in one place for a long time. And so we drove to, we went and picked up air tags because I thought at least I'll be able to see where the luggage is along the way. And they ended up, all of our luggage made it just fine through the El Salvador airport, right to San Jose. We were able to pick it up and, you know, head out with it just perfectly. And it was really nice to be able to see where it was along the way and to see that it was with us when we landed in Costa Rica. It just was an added measure of comfort. And for how inexpensive air tags are, they're about 30, you know, 30 to $40, depending on where you look per tag. Knowing that I'm going to just have those in our luggage or carry on or checked luggage uh, for the duration feels really great. So we made it to Costa Rica, to San Jose. We stayed overnight in a hotel. We got here around midnight. We rented a car the next day, started off on our adventures. We have spent the last week in the jungle. We spent the first few days at Buena Vista Lodge up in Rincón de la Vieja. It's beautiful. I love it up there. I've been there several times. We spent the, the next few days in La Carolina Lodge, which is just one of the most delightful places that you'll ever visit. And now we landed on the beach last night, stayed at one of our favorite beach hotels here in Nosara, the Nosara Beach Hotel. And today we're able to check into our beach house, which is just about a 10 minute walk from the beach that we will be staying at for the next few weeks. Overjoyed to be here, feeling really excited. I think Our kids have had so much fun on the jungle adventures, and I know that they're relieved to unpack their bags and stay put in one place for a little while for the next few weeks. We're doing some surf lessons. We're doing some Spanish school. We have lots of fun family adventures planned 
even though we're going to be in the same house for the next few weeks. And then we come back just days before our kids jump into their next year of school. I plan to share more about the ins and outs of our trip uh, later in a blog post and, and probably on the podcast as well. So look for details of that. But if you were following along at all on Instagram at Live Free Miranda and you saw some of our passport debacle, now you know exactly what happened behind the scenes and the unbelievable missed flight that just like feels like it will go down in family history of <laughs> me waking up to the sound of the gate agent telling us that our flight was taking off. Oh man, it feels really good to be on the other side of that, to be settled in here and to be enjoying our time together as a family. And like I said at the beginning, I'm already thinking about three weeks from now when my kids go back to school, how that's going to feel, what are some of the things we need to settle into in terms of routines and rhythms for our family to make this year the best that it can be. And I hope that this episode invites you into the same sort of thought process around your family, your own personal life, what are some of the rhythms and rituals and routines that can bring ease and peace and joy into your life? I'll turn you over now to my past self, and I hope that you enjoy this episode. Let's dig into talking about routines, rituals, and rhythms. What comes to mind when I even say those words, routines, rituals, and rhythms? Doesn't that feel different than if I say goals, resolutions, or milestones? I feel like maybe one of the differences for me is that routines and rituals and rhythms all feel like things that are ongoing, that they didn't begin now and end later. There's something that you can you probably already have some in place. There's things that you might not even recognize as being part of your regular routines. We all operate most of our lives on autopilot. That's the way that our brains are built. In order for us to really understand what's important, our brain has to take most of our life and just put it in the background. That's why we have reflexes. That's how we, you know, get in the car and drive to the school without even remembering how we got there because we do it so often. Our mind just has these pathways. One of the things that I want to focus on this year for myself and that I've been working on over the last year or two already is becoming aware of what those pathways are and then making the small tweaks necessary to bring even more ease into the rhythm itself and the routine itself and also to make sure that I'm headed for the outcome that I desire because sometimes when we're on autopilot we just go where we have gone rather than recognizing if we want to go somewhere different or we want something to feel a little different that we're going to have to make an adjustment in there some way in that pathway. I'm going to talk about routines and rituals and rhythms a little bit all separately because while they have some similarities, I think that the distinctions are important. I'm going to start with routines. A routine is something that you are able to do in a habit with ease. It's something that just happens. Once you kind of set it up, it can go on autopilot. It helps things to feel automatic in your life, which is a huge benefit. If you can set yourself up on some positive routines, you're going to feel like your life is so much easier. When I think about the word routine, one of the first things that comes to mind is that I grew up as a dancer. I was on dance company. I was on the drill team. I had lots and lots of different routines growing up. And still to this day, a song might come on in the grocery store, on the radio, and my body will want to do the dance moves that I knew that were the routine that went along with that song when I was in junior high and high school 20 years ago. That's how strong some of these muscle memory pathways are that the song comes on and I just start to do these moves. And it's so funny if I ever happen to be, it doesn't happen very often, but if I happen to be with an old friend who was on one of these dance teams with me and we play a song or one of those songs comes on, how funny that it's the same for, for them. That we'll look, you know, from across the room can start doing these, <laughs> these dance routines because they're so automatic. Now imagine the things in your life that you brush up against all the time with friction that feel like, I wish that this was automatic. This is so, you know, kind of annoying that I have to do these things and that feels like a lot of work. 
over and over and over again. Imagine if you could turn on a routine, make an adjustment so that it feels more automatic and you create some simplicity and ease so that some of the things in your life that don't require novelty, that don't require a lot of creative energy, that some of those things can just begin to operate almost in the background. Now, just because something is created into a routine doesn't mean it doesn't take any effort. Every single time I did one of those dances as a dance team member, it was exertion. It was a lot of energy I was spending. I was, uh, you know, moving my muscles, using my body, breathing hard, raising my heart rate. There was a lot of effort put in. But the effort was in the accomplishment of the task, not in the figuring out what to do. I think sometimes we get this idea that if we have habits or we have things set up in routines, that then they will be completely effortless. And that's not true. The effort, you know, the actual energy that it takes to accomplish a thing will still be there unless you have a robot that does it for you because then that won't take any of your energy. But if you are the one making dinner or doing the laundry or, you know, cleaning up the house or uh, going on the hike, that's actual energy that you have to use. Where we can take away a lot of the friction is in the choices, in the figuring out what comes next, and in the motivation that you need in order to begin the routine itself. You can get to a place where you turn on the music and your body knows what to do. One of the areas where I feel like I've done a really, I'm really proud of the job that I've done in my own home with creating a routine to reduce all of that motivation and friction is with our meal times. I've talked before, I have an episode all about my minimal meal plan. I have been using some version of the same idea of choosing meals and putting them on repeat for years, since about 2014 or 2015. It has worked so well for our family, that's why we continue to do it. If you want to listen to that episode, I'll link it in the show notes. I also have a very inexpensive and short Uh, seven days seven dinners e-course all about simplifying your family's meal plan and it comes with the worksheets to get your family involved it's really fun I, I also use some of my background as a diabetes and nutrition educator and share some basic nutrition facts how to put together a healthy meal uh, in that course so that will all be linked in the show notes what I've done for my family this year that's a little different we just redid our every three or four months we redo our minimal meal plan new meals to put on repeat and this time not only did I create all of the meals but I added all of the ingredients into a weekly grocery shopping list on a grocery pickup now this may feel like oh yeah I already do that I really like to grocery shop I know that I'm probably in the minority. I love shopping at the farmer's market. I love going to Trader Joe's. I love walking around Costco and smelling the produce and seeing all the cool things. Like I really like grocery shopping. This year in particular, I've noticed how much additional friction it causes because my time is so different. I don't have full days that my kids are in school. I, you know, it's kind of a hassle to go in and out of the grocery store. So rather than trying to keep up my regular grocery shopping routine, I decided to just get our meals set and input that entire weekly grocery shopping list into a grocery pickup service. And I can just click it just like one click, the whole list populates. With a quick glance, I can see if we need to add something or take something away. I am keeping a little list in my golden coil. I have a place to write grocery things. So if I run out of something that isn't already on that list as a weekly grocery shopping thing, then I can add it. But for the most part, this is going to be like a one-stop shop click. Dave is going to pick up the groceries once a week for me. So this just tiny adjustment to the routine already has made such a difference. Now, this is just like one, I mean, this is a couple days ago that I got started with this. I know that the meal planning works for us. We've been using that for years. So I know that having the same delicious meals that our family loves and having those on repeat is already going to work. Taking it one step further and importing all of that so that the grocery shopping is no longer part of my routine and I don't even have to think about it. I know automatically that everything will be in the house when I need it is fantastic. And I kind of took it one step further because I had a little bit of extra energy and time over the weekend 
and I knew what my meals were and we already had all of the groceries for the meals for the week, I went ahead and prepped three full meals for this upcoming week. One of them used the Instant Pot so I could toss all the ingredients in there and have it ready to go. The other one I could do prep of the different ingredients. And so when it comes to uh, Tuesday when we're going to have this meal, then I will just assemble. It'll be so much easier. So right now in my fridge, and I know some people do this like clockwork and this is, you know, they prep their whole month's worth of meals like in one day. I am so excited to to take an already easy plan of my minimal meal plan and make it just a little bit easier where my routine will be to just create that ease, that I know what I'm making, I know I have all ingredients, and I also know that half of the work has been done for me because on a day that I had a little bit more time and energy, I did the prep work ahead and gave my future self the gift of having the meals even easier than they were going to be. Another example of a routine that has felt really good that I'm excited to kind of get back into right now is homeschool. Now, I know not everyone homeschools, but I'm sure that there's some parts of your schedule that just need to be similar day after day and that if you would take the guesswork out of it and just make a decision about what the schedule is for yourself, that that would feel really good because it would feel like relief. I designed a homeschool schedule as we began and One thing that's fun to note is that I'm just making this stuff up. Like I am not a a certified elementary educator. Uh, No one said this is the way that it has to be. And I think sometimes we forget in when we're building our own personal routines that there isn't a specific way it's supposed to happen. It's just up to you. And the most important piece of creating a routine is the decision that you make to Put something into a routine rather than saying, oh, I'll just decide later or we'll see how it goes. Saying, oh, I'm just going to make this decision and this is the way it's going to go as default. And if I want to adjust and be flexible with it later, then that's great. But at least I know what the default plan is. That's been the beauty of our homeschool routine that we're just getting back into after the holidays. We know when we begin. We know what the order of the lessons are. And if we choose to deviate from it or take a day off or start late one day, that's great. But as a baseline, my kids know this is when we begin. This is how it goes. We start with a walk. We do our morning journal pages. Then we move into reading. Everyone knows kind of what's happening. It takes all of that activation and and motivation energy away and allows such ease. Now, like I said, the effort is still there. We're still adding energy. We're still actually having to sit down and work and learn and study together and play together. And, And it's so fun. And it does still take energy. It does not take near the amount of energy as it would to make a new decision every single time we sat down to do it. I know some people love having a morning routine. Uh, We're going to talk later in this month about a bedtime routine. Some of the things that you want to do in your life on a regular basis that you don't yet do, think about how you can make a decision now to set in motion a routine so that after a few weeks or months of doing it regularly, it becomes second nature. It becomes simply the way that you do things. And what a what a relief that is to have some of the things that are important to you that you want to be part of your regular life already added in. For me, 2020 feels much more like a year of routines than it does of conquering massive singular goals. It's about encouraging ease and peace in my daily life uh, on the micro level and as I do that knowing that uh, any of the bigger things that I want to do will be so much more fun and so much simpler because I have a baseline of a life that feels like it flows really well. Okay so let's move into talking about rituals. What types of rituals do you have in your life? I love this word. I was just talking to one of my creative mentees. I do a creative mentorship program. There are a couple spots available. If you're interested, you can look that up uh, on Patreon. I'll put a link in the show notes. It's a monthly coaching practice where I help people with their creative projects. Uh, A lot of them are entrepreneurs. Sometimes it's just lifestyle and and helping people just kind of one-on-one get a handle on the things that they want to do and live their best life. And I was talking to one of my clients And she asked about rituals. And we realized that this is the word that means doing something 
with meaning. It's not only about accomplishing something specific, but doing it in a way that brings that emotion and that meaning and that depth to it. A lot of people, for example, drink a cup of coffee in the morning. I don't drink coffee, but I do drink Perk Energy, which I've talked about, and I love it. I realized that in the last six months that my morning cup of Perk, my my hot caffeinated beverage in the morning, feels like a ritual now because I've added some meaning to it. Not only do I, you know, I heat up the water and my tea kettle whistles and I have my little mug and I put my perk in it and I buzz it up with the little frother and then I have that mug in my hand or or nearby me for the next 20 or 30 minutes sometimes a little bit longer than that and that time is my time to ease into the day I feel like I created a ritual around this morning mug because I, I needed a little bit of breathing room, I needed a little bit of space in the morning for myself and my own thoughts. Uh, this is a time that I don't scroll my phone. I usually am either doing a journal practice or sometimes I'm just sitting looking out the window in a little meditation. Uh, having that ritual of a morning hot beverage and the time that accompanies it, that kind of surrounds it for me, that's my time. It feels like a mom moment, that has added just a, a measure of joy and peace that wasn't there before. I didn't have like an anchored, I mean, I ate breakfast and stuff like that, I, but having something really simple like that of every day, I mean, I travel with my mug now, like <laughs> I'm one of those crazy people. It feels so good. And I used to watch these Instagram videos of people like preparing their morning cup of coffee and I would think gosh what an interesting ritual that they have of you know doing these things in order and the way that they pour and all of this stuff and uh, whether or not you drink coffee is totally beside the point it's about the meaning and taking a moment to really enjoy something you can create a ritual out of anything by adding a level of meaning and intention to it it may be a morning prayer or meditation practice. It may be a journal practice. It may be your exercise routine. If you add a level of intention and depth and meaning to it so that you don't do it uh, and feel neutral, that as you do it, as you perform this ritual and even think of it as a ritual, that that simple addition of depth invites a level of love and peace and self-care and awareness that doesn't exist without the intention. I think taking something from just doing the action to acknowledging it as a ritual, acknowledging the meaning that you want it to have in your life and the way that you want to feel and sort of surrounding it with all of that meaning and that love, that's when it turns into a ritual, turns into something that then can add such depth to your life. We often think of rituals as being religious, and they're definitely, I mean, most religions have many rituals that are part of the practice, lighting candles or kneeling and praying a certain way or uh, clothing that's worn. There's all different types of rites and rituals that are part of religious practice. Now think of how you could do any of those things outside of the practice. You know, people light candles all the time without any meaning, just like to, you know, have a nice dinner or to, to have the room smell good or, or if the power goes out, you light a candle. When you take away the meaning, it's just an action. Now, I think you can reverse engineer that in your own life and add meaning to something that was just an action in order to create the feeling that you want and to create that intention, that depth of emotion. My goal right now in my life isn't to do a lot of things. It's to feel a certain way. And the things that I do are to help me feel that way. And I think that's true for a lot of people, but maybe not everyone notices or acknowledges that. Like we think we want to do these things, but why? Why do we want to do it? Why do we want to get there? Because we think that we'll feel different. I'm trying to reverse engineer that a little bit and feel how I want to feel every day regardless of what I do or don't do or accomplish or don't accomplish, if I can do that, then the sky's the limit because there are no boundaries on 
what I have to do in order to feel differently or feel better. You may feel like I went off the deep end a little bit right there. (laughs) I don't think I explained myself very well. The point is that I think rituals have a unique ability to add meaning and intention to our lives when we decide that we want them to. So I want to invite you to consider what could you add to your routine or add to your life as a ritual that you want to 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 do and also how you want it to make you feel or consider something that you already do regularly and just add a level of meaning to it and and turn it into a ritual that feels even better that kind of heightens the emotion around it okay the last topic of today's episode is rhythm I love that word. We were laughing the other day on Instagram about words that you spell wrong all the time. This is one of mine. I don't know. Why are the M and the N so backwards all the time? Rhythm. <laughs> I'm gonna, I guarantee in the show notes it will be wrong before spell check changes it to right. What does rhythm mean? Rhythm is music's pattern in time. It's that regular beat that's repeated over and over again that you can kind of follow through. Some people are naturally very rhythmic. They can hear the beat of the music and they can move along with it. Some people don't have that same amount of rhythm. It's something that can be learned. I remember years ago when I was studying abroad in Cuernavaca, Mexico, I took a salsa dancing class. So twice a week I took the bus across town and I went into this little salsa studio This is salsa dancing class in Mexico. This was like incredible dancers who are brought up from the time they're babies listening to this particular style of music and moving their bodies along with it. I was definitely one of the odd ones out. And I've always thought of myself as musical and as rhythmic. I, Like I mentioned earlier in the episode, I danced my whole life growing up on all these different dance teams. And here I am, 19 years old, in Mexico feeling like I have seven left feet. I realized quickly in that class that one of my personal issues was that I want to lead. I tend to be marching to the beat of my own drum. I want to move when I want to move. I want to spin when I want to spin. And when you are dancing in tandem with a partner, or even when you're dancing alone with the music, if you go off on your own rhythm then it doesn't look very coherent. Things don't really work very well. So moving in tandem with the rhythm, with the external energy of the music, with the partner, that is where you find that harmony and where everything starts to flow and look good and also feel really good. As I think about that, trying to move my body with the partner, with the rhythm of the music in a salsa dancing class, reminds me of sort of this same feeling that I get sometimes of wanting to live along with the rhythm of my life, the rhythm of my household, of my children, of the weather, of my relationship. And a lot of times we sort of push all of our circumstance aside in order to follow our schedule or do what we think we should be doing. One thing that I'm realizing more and more is the power of Finding the natural rhythm of our circumstance, of our life, of our job, of our children in their particular ages that they're in, and allowing ourselves or setting ourselves up to move in tandem with that rhythm rather than constantly moving against it. I've talked about this in the past, a similar thing by using the words energy management and really trying to become aware of where our own personal energy is during the day and not trying to force ourselves to do really creative things during low energy times and trying to take advantage of those higher energy times to sort of use that motivation to push through. I realize with rhythm and the rhythm of our lives that we can't only be thinking about our own personal energy. That definitely comes into it. And, you know, I've talked a couple different times on the show about seasons and hormonal rhythms that happen throughout the month and becoming aware of those as well. 
I also like to think about my kids and my family, the weather, uh, just the general season of the year. I talked a lot about this in November with our planning episodes, but can you think of some ways in your life right now where you keep having the same friction because maybe you're trying to step outside of the beat. You're trying to move too quickly or move too slowly. Uh, that there's a rhythm, a natural rhythm of your life that you're constantly battling rather than finding a way to move with it. Everyone's life is going to look so different, but I'll just give you a couple examples from my life. Something that's been really nice with homeschool and with COVID has been slower mornings at home. And we are really lucky where we live, even when my kids do go to school in person, their school didn't start until after nine o'clock in the morning. So we have been able to, for the last three, four years, have really slow mornings compared to, you know, years before that when we would be up and out the door by seven to get to preschool and regular school. It's been so nice to recognize that in our home and with my family, uh, getting up and having a little bit of time to just sort of relax and have a nice breakfast together and spend some time together and not having to hurry the kids to get their shoes on and get their backpacks packed and get out the door by the certain minute every single day, that has felt like a rhythm that I appreciate, that my kids don't move very quickly in the morning, that I, for example, this morning, I knew my kids would sleep until 7.30 or 8. And so I got up a couple hours early to get some work done on my own. And even that felt like I was moving in the rhythm of my lifestyle because the house was quiet. I had my little mug and was able to do a couple emails and get some work done before my kids opened their eyes. And it was just this really, a really beautiful, wonderful way to spend my morning where sometimes I I sleep in with the kids uh, understanding the what the rhythm of the day might feel like and just allowing some of that or planning to go along with that. Another thing, I mentioned the meal prep already, that when on the weekend I have more time and more energy because Dave is home, maybe we've been outside, you know, spending time hiking or doing something fun. And so I'm ready to like, I don't know, I feel like spending time outside always builds my energy. So I come home and I feel really good. We had all these fresh ingredients. I was kind of feeling motivated and excited. Rather than pausing that motivation, I allowed myself to move through that motivation and accomplish the meal prep for the week uh, because I I felt like that was sort of riding the wave of the rhythm of the weekend. And that has now set me up for having a really nice and a lot easier meal prep, you know, during this week. When I was buying my... 2021 calendars. I have a couple calendars. Uh, One at my office, a big giant Stendig calendar that I love. It's a black and white, huge calendar that I've had for many years and love it. I also have a great craft calendar that I keep all of our family activities and things on that is at home. And then I was on the website at Schoolhouse Electric and I saw a a lunar calendar where it has all of the phases of the moon for the whole year on this long strip. I'll I'll link it in the show notes if you're interested uh, in checking it out. I thought it was such a good reminder as I've been learning more about living in the flow and my own lunar cycles as a woman that it'd be fun to have that hanging in our house and it also is great to you know to talk about the moon phases with the kids and I feel like it's also a really great just basic learning and teaching tool. That is such a good reminder, though, for me of uh, remembering that there are times of work and high energy output, and then there are times of rest. And rather than feeling like I want every single day of the month to be a full moon, I want all the light, I want all the energy, I want all the output, seeing just this beautiful visual reminder of the phases of the month, of the of the different weeks that we go through in our life of the rhythm that is natural that there are days that you shine and days that you don't shine and that that's all okay we need to drop the narrative that we are supposed to perform at the same level all the time and that that level should always be high we need to rest we need to uh, cozy up with a book we need to go outside and be under the starlight There are so many things that we 
don't give the weight or value to that actually add so much to our lifestyle because we don't think of them as box checks. I think as we live in the rhythm of our lives, we will start to better acknowledge the ebbs and flows of our own personal energy, of the energy of our families, of uh, what we're pulled to do in different seasons, and know that it's all good, that it's all okay. The high times and the low times are all part of a complete experience, which is what ultimately we really hope for. So routines, rituals, and rhythms. I have three questions to finish up this episode to help you, help invite you to consider how to maybe create some more of these things in your life or or build some awareness or acceptance of them. The first one is this, how can I make this task as simple as possible? That's talking about routine. What is a way, a small adjustment that you can make that takes all of the motivation, energy, or guesswork out of it, how can you make a decision in order to just simplify and create ease? The next question is, what could I do to bring meaning into my daily life? That question points to rituals. What's something that you either want to add into your life with meaning or something you already do that you could surround with meaning in order to just encourage even more positive emotion and depth in your daily life? And the third question is this, am I moving with or against the music of my circumstance and personal energy? As you think about the times of, in your days that you're feeling friction uh, or that things feel really hard or that you're frustrated or things are just not working out, can you stop and consider, am I trying to move against the beat of my daily life and the energies that surround me and the pattern of my life? How can I get in step? How can I accept the circumstance and the energies of my children and the different things that are happening beyond my control? How can I move in step with that to still accomplish the things that I hope for, but understand that it might happen in a different time, that the rhythm might be a little different than my expectation right now? As you consider these things for your own life, I hope that you'll recognize that the routines and rituals and rhythms that you build or create for yourself are to invite ease and peace and release friction and expectation. The more that we can do that, the better we'll feel and the more joyful our experience here in in daily life will be. I hope that you've enjoyed listening to some ideas around how you can use rhythms and routines and rituals in your life right now to invite a little bit more ease and peace and joy. Whether you are transitioning into a new season yourself or whether you're helping your kids go back to school, I hope that this episode has been insightful in some way for you and that you've learned something that will bring you a little bit of happiness this week. I have a great interview scheduled for next week. Don't miss it. It's all about helping your kids feel confident as they head back to school. And I hope that you have a wonderful one in the meantime. I'll chat with you again next week, same time, same place. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.